Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, you really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Cannot believe you just dropped that bomb on me a minute before the show started, hey man, Rashad. We, we had a lot to talk about prior to, you know, the show starting, and I just had to sneak that in there because, well, we got, you know, in our conversations, this one was, we got, it was, it started personal, and then it went to, like, a real political yeah. point, and then we talked about, we kind of crept back into sports and then went back to politics and personal stuff, and then, like, and then... Like, right before we started, I was like, oh, yeah. And by the way. By the way, I have this hot take. Drop this on you, bro. It, well, I mean, look, <laughs> I feel like I'm going to just have to start the show with it now. Because I, mean, I, I think, honestly, we could we, we could talk about it for a whole hour. Two hours. We could do a whole two hours. We honestly could. Probably. I'm not going to because I'm not going to put you guys through that because I think it's a little bit extreme. People of would love it. Part. The people would love it. Uh, I think the people would like it for two seconds <laughs> and then be like, okay, Rashad, we understand your point. Um, this is Sports Sunday. Hi, I'm Mike. That's Rashad. Joe is behind the glass. Uh, Joey uh, the Four is also behind the glass. Hi, is Joey. he really? What's up, bro? <laughs> he just waved back at me, too. see my dude back there. Hi. Um, we are here from 9 to 11 today. Uh, we were given the choice to do a show or not do a show, and I was like, eh. Yesterday was the 4th of July. We'll be in for the 5th of July. Come on. <laughs> we'll do no, a show today. No, seriously, man. You know, we have... You said you would have been in yesterday. I wouldn't have been in yesterday. I would have. I would have absolutely. Man, from 9 to 11? Like, what What were you doing yesterday from 9 o'clock to 11? I was Nothing. running. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. You know, so... And then I was showering. And then I was getting food. That was my 9 to 11. <laughs> okay. Well, I'd have, I'd have been... I did a solo show. You know, and if you told me how to press the buttons, I'd have... <laughs> kind of would have made it happen back then. You could have been over in Joe's spot doing yeah. the entire show by Why yourself. That's a really difficult thing to do. Joe I and I know. have both done it now. It's very tough. Yeah, don't do it. No, I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. You know, and when I freak out and press the wrong button, it'll be all bad. So I'll go ahead and wait for somebody here to make sure they can do, press all the The good stuff. thing is that half the buttons over there, if you press them, don't really do anything at all. So you would actually oh, so they're be, just there for looks. Well, that's good. Well, no, they have functions, but they don't really affect like the on air broadcast. 
But I still feel like you would, of course, find the one that just like broke everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Find some old commercials from like seven years ago and play those. Some old don't know shows. if that's possible. I just mean you'd find a button that would make the board go offline and then you wouldn't know how to get it back online. And then there'd be no you, no spots, and then it would just be broken. And then I got to call my guy, the, you know, it's the engineer's name. Jeff, uh, Crazy Eyes McGinley. That's my guy, man. He's, he's great. He's a, he's a good dude. He's, he's intense. Hence he's the nickname Crazy Eyes McGinley. He's intense. I love it, man, all the time. I don't think I've ever just seen him like, hmm, what's going on, man? Oh, man, just, you know, regular day. Every day is like, oh, going through it. There's, the, the sky's falling. It's like, oh, okay, bro. Hey, I'd oh. much rather have that attitude than our last engineer. I mean, God rest his soul, and I hope retirement's going well and all. Well, he's but, alive, uh, Joe. Let's yeah. not God rest his soul oh, yet. Oh, I was like, man. He, he <laughs> he's died? alive. He's just Jeez. retired. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. when you retire, I mean, your career life is basically dead, so. Yeah, you can go oh, get a job Joe. at, like, Walmart. It's like a greeter or something. Dude, that's, that's what they do. At Costco. It's a very negative outlook on life. Once you retire, what? your career life is dead. Dude, that's what retirement is. It's like it, it's No, the... I know, but you can say it in a much kinder way than that. <laughs> well, your, your car- life is your ca- over. Your career is dead. Is well, that better? There's a lot of... Uh... Just say it nicer? Or... No, no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you just mean me in the tone of voice. Yeah. There's um, a lot of people that do that, though. They're a year or two into the retirement, and they're like, I got to go work at Best Buy or something. I can't handle this. Oh, for it. sure. Yeah, my granddad, when he retired... Uh, he was like, I'm just gonna go be a greeter at like Walmart. I was like, Granda, you do not want to work at Walmart. Let's just just be honest. Like you didn't he didn't I was like, you don't want to stand there all day and, and greet people and check receipts on the way out. Like you don't want to do that. Like seriously. But and and I was right. He tried it and it was like, Yeah, I'm I don't think I'm, I'm good. I think I was like, Oh, word. Yeah, I, I figured that. Maybe you should have listened to me. Maybe so. It's like you just you just don't want to stand. Very there. intelligent grandson. You know, and especially when you're when you're that age, like they're not gonna make you do stock or something. Like they're not gonna make you. No, you're just gonna you know, stand there and just, be friendly. You're just gonna stand there and be friendly. You know, use that friendly face. But I was like, you don't. You're not gonna want to do that for. You'll be bored just standing there doing that for for hours because I knew how exactly how he was. So also, I've actually not ever shopped at a Walmart, as far as I know. Um, <sighs> Do they? This guy, man, like every week he says something new that's just like, man, what, Lynch? I mean, I'm not like. There was I, there was not a Walmart near me where I grew up. Okay. Um, and then as I got older, I just chose Target. But you so, li- I mean, I just feel like it's almost hard not to end up in a Walmart at some point I don't, in your life. Lynch is in a much different tax bracket than we are, too. <laughs> you know, that, should, that, should be, that should be noted, man. Because I don't know if, if that's you only true, talk, guys. If you only shop at Target, you say it like that, Target? I'm not sure that's true, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, man, like, you've got some real bread because I go to Target when I uh, need yes, to get the real bread I, for hey, Target. I go to Target when I need to get, like, man, uh, some toys for a, a, a birthday or, you know, maybe a, a cool shirt to wear for the night and stuff like that. But Target is usually the more expensive one. So I mess with Walmart. Well, not really. I don't really shop there as much either. Well, Walmart's just a, a bad corporation, too. Which I think at, at a certain point I learned about what they did to their employees, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want to support that." Oh well, yeah. And then I decided to go other places. Well, but I, real, I, I don't think I've ever been in a in a Walmart, or if I have, I do not remember at all. If we start looking at a lot of these businesses and what they do and who they support or whatever the case, well, we should is, probably start doing that. There's, huh? Yeah, I mean, but there'd be a lot of we wouldn't be able to live in a lot of ways, man. Like, there's a lot of places that we couldn't go or a lot of stuff that we couldn't do. So it's yeah, just but I think you things, can go like, find those places that do support things you believe in. Well, so like, and then you can do that. So Ben and Jerry's, you know, they made that amazing statement uh, a month or so ago for yeah. the black lives matter movement. I'm like, hell yeah, Ben and Jerry's, I'm going to start buying your ice cream. And I go and look at their pint at the nearest Seven Eleven. It's like $7 a pint. Mm-hmm. I'm like, 
Oh, luck, maybe you know? I'll, uh, I don't know it's really about good. that. Yeah. It's, it's all milk ice cream is better anyway. It's all good so. till you need something. That's the thing, Joe. <laughs> like, it's it's all good. It's like, oh, man, I'm not going to support, let's say, Doritos or, or Frito-Lay. Chick-fil-A says something weird or something. or something like that. I'm not going to support that. Uh, but then you're having a party. It's like, uh, they're only $1.99 here. Uh, okay, I'll forgive it for today. For you know, five hours while I have this okay, party. It's okay. You know, like, I'm just not going to mess with you like that. And with the Ben and Jerry's thing, I... I I didn't buy the pint initially, and then like a day or two later, I was like, "Oh yeah, they actually paid their employees a minimum wage of uh, seventeen fifty per Ooh. employee, and this and this and this, and all these benefits." I'm like, "Damn it!" Now I feel even worse about not not buying the pint. Did you buy the pint? No, <laughs> of course not. And Wait, if you go to actually, the corner store, you know, corner okay. store anything. Now that I think on. about it, I think I did get a pint of uh, half baked a couple weeks ago because it was a like a dollar off, and uh, yeah, the, that was money. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the original question I had before you ragged on me for never going to a Walmart. Um, it's breaking news. Do people, you know, I know, do people who are being greeted, do they enjoy that? Or do they just ignore the greeter? Because at that point, does it get hurtful if you're the greeter where the person's just like, eh, go away? Uh, it, I mean, it depends. I, I, I appreciate the effort by yeah. the company, I guess. There's, there's some people that are, you know, they, you can tell they do not want to be there doing the greeting. And it's... It's okay Hi, because to yeah, Walmart. Hey, I love you. You know, welcome to Walmart. I love you. You know, that's what they have to know. say. I love you. No, they don't. Oh. It's, it's from a movie. That, but yeah, okay. I was gonna say that's kind of like the boils in Brooklyn Nine Nine. No, not at all. But hi, Charles. No, I love you. Yeah, I think there's some people that absolutely love what they do, and you know. But then we've all met those, or at least Joe and I have at Walmart met those really energetic, you know, guys that are just like, oh man, welcome in. Good to see you. Happy Fourth. You know, like, you know, th- those guys, yes, they, those men and women, they make you feel pretty good about, you know, it is a nice day today and stuff like that. So, but then there's the people that are like, hey, welcome. All right. You know, not a, hi, you know. But see, that's, uh, so again, do people all say hi back? Or is it a massive stream of people walking in and just completely putting their blinders on and ignoring them? I, I think they should. I think you're a douche if somebody speaks to you and you don't at least acknowledge sometimes you're just not in the mood to talk you know okay sometimes you're just not in the mood to to be greeted but a pleasantry is something different like i mean if i you know say hello or something like that and you don't at least look and give me the white smirk you know that's that's one of those things like man that's a that's that that's weird that's weird to me at least yeah that's that's fine just give me the half (laughs) smile that's all good not a problem at least let that person know that you acknowledge the fact that they're at least working and saying, hello, my job is a greeter. You know, I'm supposed to greet people as they come in. Did you know I've been noticing the white spark way more often now that you've said it's it? It's funny, right? Because it happens to, it's not just <laughs> to people of color. It happens to everybody. It's yeah. the white person doing it. Um, this will often happen when I'm out running. And, you know, you go past another runner and sometimes, you know, you wave and sometimes they wave or whatever. And if you're the one who initiates the wave and they don't want to wave back, they give you the white smirk. It's just like, hey, please, please don't talk to me. I'm running. No, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking to you. I'm waving yeah. to you. Just. Move your hand slowly. Yeah, I it's get fine. it. I get it. No, I know, I'm noticing it more. It's very funny. And I've noticed that I do do it sometimes. It just completely naturally. I don't even realize it. Again, not it just a, happens. Not a bad thing. Not anything. It just, it's, you know, just it's just a thing. thing. It's just a thing. It's a thing that I didn't realize was a thing. Yeah. And it's very fascinating. No. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think there are some people that's like, oh, that might be. No, it's just it's just a it's just thing people do. It's all good, man. I don't think it means anything. It's a thing I don't think white people do. Yeah. I don't think it means anything. <laughs> and I don't think there's any really hidden you know, messages or anything behind it. It's just something, you know, it's 
Like we see, let's relative others, man. What's up, man? It's a, it's a. It's, it's like a, the, eye, it's, the eyebrow it's eyebrows and heads. Eyebrows and heads. Sometimes just the eyebrows. Like man, what's you know what's good? And it's, let's know, mm-hmm. man. What's up? It's a friendly space. You know, that's all we're doing. I just think it's funny <laughs> because the the smirk is so like it feels so disingenuous because they're just like, what is that? What is that you're doing here? What is that face? Yeah. Why are you doing that to me? And you know, it's it's you know it's something fun to talk about, something funny to talk about, and especially because. I think everybody knows immediately what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as we said it, man, I remember last week Joe did it through the yeah, glass. I laughed like, hysterically when you ago, said it's it. Like, yeah, it's like I knew you, you know off top kind of what it meant and everything like that. So we know it's not it's not a bad. <laughs> All thing. right, so we didn't get to it right off the top, but we'll get to it next because Rashad is a very, I guess maybe it's not a hot take. He has a very Blazer fanny take on the upcoming Blazer season or end of season, I should say. So we'll get to that. Uh, Dame is on the 2K cover. Um, Heyo, Sadio Mane just tried to do a bicycle kick and completely whiffed. That was funny. Um, we've got Cam Newton as a New England Patriot, which I'm sure makes Rashad sports pants tight. This is an awesome day for me to uh, be able to talk sports. Uh, the Redskins uh, likely changing their name, which is uh, about time, and uh, plenty of other stuff. So that's all coming up. Text the fan text line 503 250 1080 throughout the show. And you can find us on social media. The fan is at 1080 the fan on Twitter. I'm at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. Rashad's at TaylorMade503. Joe is at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H-3. Uh, coming up next, Rashad is a Blazer fan, and he proves it. This is Sports Sunday on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. It is 9.17 here on your Sunday morning. And uh, Rashad, the Blazer fan, showed up today and uh, hit me with this. Oh, with some truth, man. I don't know. Here's what I said. Here's what I said, Joe. And he's over here trying to act like it was asinine. I like how you're already doing a sales job. No, like this is asinine. I said that I do not believe it's impossible for the Blazers to win a championship with with the way. This current system is set up with the bubble and the 22 teams. I don't think it's craziness to think that, man. Here's why. These dudes have been off for, what, three and a half months, somewhere right around there. March 11th, I think, was in the NBA March 11th. So it's been over 100 days with no sports. So we're, you know, so three months and we're approaching three and a half months. That's almost the same amount of time as an NBA offseason, right? So – these guys are going to come back with a limited training camp. And you're seeing, and this is something we'll talk about too, like, man, you're seeing that there are teams that are completely shutting things down. You know, who, uh, what team was it that we, uh, was it? Nuggets shut the, their. The Nuggets just, it was a playoff team. They shut down the facilities. Now we're good, man. We got too many people that are getting, you know, caught up with COVID. So you're wondering how long it's going to take the NBA to again go, okay, where it's, this isn't going to work. We're going to shut this down or we're going to try to do that. So keep that in mind if that could happen. But let's say that doesn't happen. And these guys come back. You're talking about eight games to play in and then a 16-game playoff. You know what I'm saying? So you're talking about the first team to 24 wins is going to win a championship. Much like we talked about with baseball last week when baseball said they're going to the abbreviated 60 games, how many times have we seen baseball teams start terribly and then win a championship? Or how many teams have you seen them start incredibly hot through that first you know, 90 games or whatever and then cool off? Here you're talking about a team only has to get hot for 12 games for something like that for in between there. Just think if this team goes nine and three in between that time, or if this, this is assuming that they 
they beat some of the teams that they're supposed to, or most of the teams that are in the playoffs. And look, think about this. The Blazers were the, where they were last year because of injuries. Let's just be 100%. You didn't have your second best player all year for, a, it's been a year and a half since you've had Nurkic on the floor. You lost your best defender and Zach Collins with the shoulder. He's been out. And then it was a weird thing because nobody ever, there was, you never got an update on Collins in his shoulder or when he was coming back. So there was just this big a question mark over him. And I think the idea was he was out for the year because he, it was like a labor of injury, which is super hard to come but back from. I don't know how many times, how many times did we actually hear that? No like, one. Yeah. They didn't really talk there wasn't about it. A lot it of and, talk about Collins and his injury and him. Come, we heard all about Nurkic and he's working and he's yeah. doing this. We didn't hear a word about Collins. And Apparently he's fine now. When this happened. Yeah. It was able to kind of brush that under the rug for a little bit. And then he was able to be like, oh, I'm more like 75% actually 80%. You know, you, you lose your best bench player in Rodney hood. You lose your guy off the bench that's going to come in and give you, and in most cases, some instant production, you know, a few points, a few big buckets of a, a nice defensive stop here, man, you lose that. But what did you inherit, man? You inherited a, a Carmelo that at points showed you he can still play. That's really good. You inherited a Hassan Whiteside who has become the, the league leader in blocks and a top leader in, in rebounds. So you've got some places in there. You didn't have CJ for a little part of the season because he was dealing with some injuries. You lost Dame for a part of the season because he dealt, he didn't play in the All-Star game because he dealt with some injuries. Injuries has always been the, the Blazers' Achilles heel. From Greg Oden to Brandon Roy, like it's, injuries have always been what plagued the Blazers. You're looking at a team that's coming back healthy, and everybody's got the exact same amount of time to work out and do stuff. It's it's not crazy to believe that the Blazers can beat. I, I think they're better than Memphis. I don't care what anybody says. With with the with the current roster on the floor, with Yusuf Nurkic and Zach Collins and Melo playing the three and Dame, man, with that, they're better than Memphis. They're with with Houston, everything going. Excuse me, with uh Denver and everything happening with them, they're better than Denver. They're better than Brooklyn. Like that's three games right there. Can they beat Dallas? Yeah. I mean, because outside of... Uh, They're not better than Dallas. We don't know that all the way. We don't know that all the way. Like, okay. we, we know Luka is amazing. That's what we know. We know Luka is amazing. When Przingis is on the floor, uh, we'll see. Some days he's great. Some days Przingis is regular. You know what I mean? So, the way I feel about this is very simple. Uh, you're right. The injuries caused a, a big issue this year, obviously. Um, you know, Zach Collins' injury hurt a lot. And you were waiting for Nurk to come back. But on the flip side of your argument, we have no idea what kind of players they're going to be coming back from a really devastating injury, right? Nurk's injury was incredibly bad. Uh, and there, was, uh, there were questions out there that he was going to be mentally, uh, he, he was going to mentally struggle to kind of redo all the stuff he used to do because he had to learn to trust his leg again, right? Uh, I have no idea how serious Zach Collins' injury was. Obviously, it was serious, but I don't know what it does to affect his game. So that's part of it, right? You're right. They can come back and be great. Nurk can come back and be Nurk from a year and a half ago, and Collins can continue improving and has worked on his game as he could during the injury, and he's better. But then that leads me to my next question. Who the hell is coming off the bench for you? Anthony Simons has shown flashes, but he's not a consistent contributor yet. Gary Trent Jr. got hot for a month, and everyone fell in love, but he's not consistent either. Now that um, Ariza's gone, Mario Hazonia is going to have to play a big role. We know that guy sucks right? Hassan Whiteside's coming off the bench, so that's good. He's a good player, obviously. He played well this year for you, and that's a good two-tower situation you got going on. Uh, and then you got Nasir Little, who, again, is super young and super inconsistent. So your starting five looks solid. You're, you're right. 
you know, again, losing Ariza is a big deal because he was a really good defender and he did help for the small amount of time he came back. Uh, but he, the reason he's not playing is for such a better reason than playing basketball. So bravo to him uh, for actually spending time with his son so he can get some custody of him. Um, I just, the team is eight games under 500. I don't know if having Nurkic and Collins come back is enough to get you out of being a mediocre team this year. I don't know if it is. Um, I think that you swung and missed at a lot of guys this year and you tried to make the team better and it just didn't work. And you're right. They could certainly play Memphis in that first, in that little play in round and they could beat them twice and they could be the eight seed and then they're going to play the Lakers. And I'm sorry. They're not beating the Lakers. They're not beating the Lakers. People have this thing where they're like, Oh, the, the Blazers are the one team who could beat the Lakers. Nobody's beating the Lakers out of the teams that are trying to get in as the eight seed. Nobody. Not even the Pelicans, who I think are the best of the teams trying to get in right now. They wouldn't beat the Lakers either. Nobody is. The Lakers are the best team in the NBA. Well, so it's the Blazers might be a little bit better, but their schedule's really tough, and they're not going to all of a sudden have a chance to win the title just because of return of the guys from injury. And But let's not act like the Lakers are this imposing force outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis. They're dependent on a lot of old dudes, and one of those old dudes, Avery Bradley, who's one of their best defenders, who's going to be playing crunch time minutes on defense, he's not playing. And the other one, Dwight Howard, he might is not also play. Not, probably not playing. And then so you're going to ask for JaVale McGee to step in, and they've got to ask Markeith Morris. And so while you are right, Mike, that the Blazers' bench isn't deep, I like their starting five with that extra six because you're going to have either Hassan or Yusuf coming off the bench. I and, think it could be Hassan off the bench. Which, at least Dave said he thinks Nurk would start. But. And and then just the way that What's I look at know? last year when Nurkic went down with the leg injury, I was on the boat with a lot of Blazer fans like, call it a season, we're done, doesn't matter. Now it took a move getting an S. Cantor because, I mean, they, Blazers would not be where they were last season if it weren't for Cantor coming oh. in late in the season. So, um but this is where I, I look at this like a clean slate. Like it's a new season. Yeah, it's like brand Rashad new said, it's a hundred nearly a hundred days since players have came back. Some of them aren't gonna have their legs behind them. And honestly, this is gonna be like a war where you're losing dudes on the battlefield trying to get to the final destination. If a team that's because they're testing positive for COVID. Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but that's what's gonna happen. I mean, they're gonna be dudes playing. They're gonna play, 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 and then in the second round. Someone comes down with it. Oh, 14 days, you're gone. In the finals, someone could go down. I mean, in that first round, what if Anthony Davis went down in that first round? And I mean, these are things that could happen. And then all of a sudden, things are totally different in the series and where things were going in the trajectory of the of the finals, it, the playoffs. You know, that, that is a point that I, that I will accept, that teams could be hit by COVID and could change the entire balance of power. That is a, a thousand percent true. And you're right, I did not think about it like that. I'm thinking about it as in a, a bubble season without that entering into my mind for whatever reason, when I clearly should not be doing that. Um, yeah, so that's a fair point. But even with that, the Blazers were where they were in the conference for a reason. There are a ton of teams better than them. So, okay, the Lakers lose Anthony Davis. Still got the Clippers. Still got the Jazz. Still got the Nuggets. Still got the Rockets. Still got the Mavericks. On and on and on and on and on. There's a ton of good teams in the West who were better than the Blazers this year. Yes, but how many of those good teams in the West dealt with serious injuries to two of their starting five? And then had and then had injuries with four of the starting five at the a Clippers point. barely played Paul George and Kawhi the Clippers Leonard. Clippers barely because I mean and that's and that's because and, and they're still great. Yeah, and but the Clippers have an amazing team around that. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, that's the whole point about it. Like, let's not act like Lou Williams doesn't average 20 points off the bench for the Clippers because he does. Let's like like Montrez Harrell doesn't average 15 and 10 off the bench for them because he does. The Clippers are a deep team. That's why they were able to compete the way they were able to compete. The Blazers, again, name another team that lost as many starters throughout the season as the Blazers did. Another team that's competing for a championship right now. You can't say that about, I mean, the Warriors were the only other team that lost two of their their biggest guys. And then, of course, he's KD, but he don't count because he left anyway. But there's no other team that dealt with injuries like the Blazers. The teams that, that were supposed to compete, not one of them. Denver didn't. Uh, OKC didn't. They actually got better after they got Chris Paul, who's a real point guard. Um, the, the the Rockets uh, didn't really uh, miss any, cons- uh, any particular amount of time. The Lakers, all those guys were able to have their people on the floor the whole season. That's why the Blazers sucked all year. We had to go. We had to go with what uh, spare parts. That's what they used to call suit. That's what that's what the Blazers had to play with this past season. Because that's what I'm calling it. Past season. It's been almost four months since these guys have played. It is not impossible to believe that they can come in or any team can come in and really make a uh, make some noise. I'll say this: any team not named the Lakers or the Clippers or Milwaukee that wins, there should be an asterisk next to next to their names because we kind of figured they would win anyway. But any one of these other teams, hey, be happy your team won a championship because it's not impossible to believe for 24 games, let's just say Dallas was the best team in, in basketball for 24 games. That's not impossible to believe. It's not impossible. It's not. It's no, it's not crazy. No, it's not crazy. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's, it's not crazy. impossible, but yeah. improbable. I don't, yeah, I, don't, I really don't think it's crazy. Like Joe said, man, the Lakers have their issues. Luckily for them, they've got LeBron and Anthony Davis to mask a lot of those issues. They don't have a shooter on their team. I'm not, I'm not named Danny Green. That's going to be a problem when they play teams that have shooters on them, you know. So they still have Mil- Kyle Kuzma. They still have Kyle Kuzma, right? Kuzma, yes, Kuzma's not a shooter. Like I mean, Kuzma. Here's Culper. I don't think anybody even takes Kuzma seriously. He's good, and we know he's good, but he's like, ah, eh, I guess Kuzma's on the team. <laughs> All right. Well, fair. All right. Let's break. Uh, coming up next. Where do you want to go? Do you want to go Dame on the 2K cover? Do you want to go your concern about a season happening at all? Do you want to go Cam to the Patriots? Choose your own adventure, Rashad. Oh, man. We're going to get to all of them, but what do you want next? We can go. We can stay blazing and talk Dame on 2K. All right. That's cool. Dame, 2K cover athlete this year. First, Joe Sports. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Every single basketball fan who also likes video games at some point in their life has enjoyed NBA 2K, right? The preeminent video game basketball franchise, at least lately, and nothing will take over from NBA Jam for me as a personal favorite, but uh, uh, NBA 2K is great. I played, uh, I want to say I played a couple of years ago, the one with Anthony Davis and the Pelicans in the cover was the last one I had, like 18, I think. Um, and I took the Blazers all the way and won the finals in the first year, <laughs> which is super realistic. Um, but uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And it was, LaMarcus was still on the team, the last one I played. Was that 17? Yeah. 16? Dang. Oh, that was a while ago. When, was, when, did, yeah, when did LaMarcus leave? 16? 16? Yeah, I want to say 16, yeah. That was the last one I played. I might have had another one, but I played. I probably didn't play very much. You're like, this is the same as the other one. Right. Well, that's the problem with all sports games is that it's like, <laughs> hey, this is the same and it looks the same. And you gave me one feature that you took out 10 years ago and are telling me it's new. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what sports video games are. But 2K is a massively popular game. Uh, if you don't know anything about gaming, it is it's a cultural thing at this point. 
um, among basketball fans everywhere. It's just like, hey, you're going to play me in 2K? And you do your my player and you create your own thing. And it's, you know, it's a whole, a whole deal. So earlier this week, we got the announcement that uh, Dame was one of three athletes that's going to be featured on the cover this year. And uh, the others were Zion and uh, Kobe, of course, is on the legend cover. But uh, Dame's going to be on the cover of every single NBA 2K game that's for the current gen consoles. So if you have an Xbox One or a PS4 or a Nintendo Switch and you buy NBA 2K, you will be seeing Danny Lillard on the cover of your game. And that's cool. No, I think as as Blazer fans, uh, this is this is validation, Loki. Um, we and it really tells the rest of the world what we in the Northwest already knew. Damian Lillard is a bad boy, and you look at the last few guys that have been on the cover of Two K, and it's the, the stars of the league. You know, Anthony Davis, uh, who was on last year's. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Giannis, Chris, uh, if not last Chris year. Paul Giannis. Uh, Anthony Davis is on this uh, this past year's and the, the Giannis and James Harden and Steph Curry and Jordan. You know these are the people that are on the cover of of Two K and so for and it's not this isn't a Madden curse type thing. Like nope. usually the the only the best players get put on the front of Two K and then typically those guys end up having relatively you know good seasons. And this is how good Dame is in the worst season of his career, quite possibly. No, not even quite possibly, for sure. As far as his win-loss record, the worst year of his career, he got put on the cover of 2K because he's that good. He is – he he really – and he's a game-changing player. Like, Dame is – you know, he's a top seven, you know, player in the NBA right now, and I think everybody in the league uh, will kind of tell you that. And this is significant because, you know, he you, you mentioned that Dame was on the cover of, like – uh, live like 16 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was like, NBA Live 15, man, which is the EA Sports and, version of and the game. No one has played live since EA Sports. No one's played live it's since like 2004 game. when they implemented like the dunk contest and the three point contest and stuff like that. Like nobody's. That's the last time live was relevant. After that, 2K took over, took over and never looked back. Like so, if you buy live, it's because they were out of 2K. Lives and like well, if you have live, it's because a significant other thought that was the game and they gave it to you. Yeah, by and because or it was your parents and, don't love you. And because yeah. it was one of the three. It was thirty dollars, and the actual game is and you know two K is actually sixty. So they saw that one is like, oh, it's the same. I'll get them this one instead. That's that's kind of what it was. Also, the other accidental thing that happens is people will buy the year old game because they do the year one year ahead. Yeah. So like Madden twenty came out in in two thousand nineteen. So people will be like, oh, I got you the new Madden. I got you Madden 19. And it's like, or, you know, they nope. get it for the wrong systems. Like say I've, I've got like when I first got the Xbox one, people would accidentally buy me 360 games all the time because mm. they're right there. They're the same amount and everything It's like, yeah, some of those can't play. This is the wrong played backwards yeah. compatibility. Yeah, that's, uh, this was this was the wrong. And that's what I want from these next gen uh, consoles. Man, let me play Crash Bandicoot from uh, the first PlayStation or something like that. Like that would be awesome. Like, why not put. Make well, it, if they did that, they couldn't remake Crash Bandicoot like they did and sell you the brand new version well, of the I'm saying, remastered like, but, version. Yeah, we, we want the remastered version. The original was well, cool. Why not? You know? The remastered version is good. I have it. The Insane Trilogy. It's a solid game. Yeah, I mean, well, but most people don't want to do that. And what? so, what if do you, you mean most if people? You, if you did have, if you did have those games, I know a lot of people. I'm not sure if you guys still have your old PS, you know, PlayStation, PS2 games. Uh, I, I, I do games. not. I actually just grabbed my old PlayStation from my parents' house like three weeks ago. I, be I believe 
maybe my old N64 still in my childhood home back in Jersey, but right now all I have are Xbox One, PS4, and the Switch. I have them all, but I, would I, love, I just have the new ones. I would love to play uh, NCAA 2003 right now. You know, that, that was a that <laughs> was Trust an awesome me, Rashad, game. after playing Madden 2004 and 2001 a few weeks ago, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, they're pretty bad. But, oh, you know, my. But it's sometimes, it's, tell me, it's not fun sometimes to hook up the Nintendo and play Tecmo Bowl. It was like, nostalgic, I Tecmo Bowl, it's the, it's the little dots that just move, and if you get Bo Jackson, you just go up and down. Yeah, Madden. Up and uh, down until you score. Madden 2004 is very much like that, too. Just a bunch of dots. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. The, 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 the graphics are, are not great. But, again, just for nostalgic reasons, like, it's cool to, like, you go to an arcade, like, those games, most of those games aren't cool, you know? Like, but, I mean, it's nostalgia. So, yeah, I'll play the old school Mario on the arcade games. Well, but the... There's a difference between the old school Mario and playing a Madden game that you can get now from 16 years ago. <laughs> Man, that's that's a big difference. That game didn't have uh, Dorsey Levens or something like that. And when I used to play with the the Packers as a kid and playing those games, man, give the ball to to him and watch things happen. But yeah, so damn on the 2K cover, it's it's big culturally because I think I think most NBA fans know he's legit, but the fact that I'm pretty sure cover athletes will get a little bit of extra preferential treatment in the game too. Like the ratings will be slightly higher. Oh, Dame's going to be a 97. He'll be, yeah, he'll be really good. And that will help the notoriety of him and the team across the, across the country of fans too, which is, you know, a, a nice burst that Damian Lillard gives the Blazers. is just more notoriety, right? Um, you know, it's still the Blazers and people still are like, ah, I mean, whatever it's Portland, but when you got a guy like Lillard that most people seem to like, if you ever go on like a Twitter thread on a discussion about him, almost nobody rags on him. Nobody. They're like, oh, this guy's the best. And they're like, LeBron, go get Dame to play with you. You know, it's like all that kind of stuff. And this will only help that even further. I which think just continue building the brand of him and continue building the, bland, the brand of the Blazers. And I think a lot of it for people is is the unknowing of, of Damian Lillard. You know, there's, there's still a whole lot of people on the East Coast. You know, the Blazers play at 7 o'clock, 7.30 here locally that's fine for us because we're on the northwest we're in the on the west coast that's fine but if you're in new york are you staying up till 10 30 to watch nope you're from jersey mike were you staying up till 10 no. to watch the blazers play or the you know of the lakers quite possibly depending on who they're playing but if the blazers are playing somebody you're not i'm not staying up till that late to i never up. grew so up i can be up till midnight to watch the blazers play no thank you no growing you know? up i never stayed up to watch those late games ever no. and so and so i think there are people nationally that's still really, and then you think about coming to Portland, like the, the, it's such a, a small, secluded kind of place. You know, the it's the one place of, of all basketball that the Blazers have to travel further than anyone else to be able to play, just because there's no other team. The Seattle was the close one, but there's no other team close to them, so the Blazers have to travel like a whole, whole lot. But when they're not traveling, again, they're playing at 10 o'clock. So if I live in Charlotte, if I live in Miami, if I live wherever the case is, I'm not watching the Blazers play like that. So Dame being on the cover of the biggest sports, the, this iconic sports game, this iconic basketball game that, like you said, has become more of a of a cultural uh, phenomenon than anything else. Man, it's huge for the Blazers. It's huge for the brand. It's huge for the Northwest. So that's a win. I can't wait to get the game. I will say I'm a little salty that it's not for the next generation consoles, and they put Zion on for those ones. But I'm good I'll, with that. I'll, I'll take what I can get. I'm good with more, that. More people will buy it for the current gen than the next gen because – not everyone's going to get the next-gen console immediately when it comes out. That's a, true. it'll be $600 or whatever. And B, you got to make sure it doesn't have, like, the old Xbox Red Ring of Death problems because they, they didn't 
build it well. Yeah, when, and on top of that, like I'm looking at this, I was telling Lynch, I'm looking at this next. Although gen, I might these, get it when it comes. These out. next gen consoles, <laughs> as for now, they're Sega Saturn and Sega CD. We don't know exactly what they're going to do. It could suck. Like we don't think it will, but there's a good chance that this doesn't look the way it's supposed to look, and you know people are kind of upset about it. So Zion, it makes sense, and most people, like Lynch said, most people are going to buy the current console. Not everybody's going to shell out that six hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks, however much it's going to be, to get either one of the new consoles. So that's going to be a Christmas time get. You know, tax season rolls around. That's when people are going to be picking up those those new Xboxes and Playstations. But for now, I think it's dope. The Dame, the one that people are really going to get. It's going to be the one with Dame on the front. And that's dope. Good point. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, Rashad also, before we came in, expressed some concerns about uh, these seasons even starting at all. Uh, just saw another quote from an MLB player. Uh, I actually have a, a piece of audio, I believe, still in the system uh, from Buster Only about his uh, thought process on the season starting. What a cool name. And uh, what, Buster Only? Yeah, what a cool name. Isn't that a cool name? Man, yes. What's Buster your name? is a cool name, but What's your Only? Name? Oh, my name's Buster. Buster Only. You sound like a porn star. Uh, he's as far from a porn star as yeah. you can go if you I'm know saying, that man. But that's, that's, as far yeah. as you know, Mike. Yeah. Touche. I <laughs> feel like he's he like in the office. I feel like he's hey, man, like five foot three and just. Hey man, like, it's, a, it's a tough time right now. Everybody, a lot of people got an straight only fans baseball account. nerd. You know, fans only. Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's only fans. You know, it's only, only fans. fans. Is it fans only? only you know, fans? it's only fans. I don't know that. But you don't need it's to pretend cool. because Come you don't. Buster in his boat. Yeah. Come see Buster only. That's Ken Rosenthal, but I like the mix. It's funny anyway. All right. Anyway. uh Buster Olney's quote, plus some other players are still expressing concern about the season starting, uh, considering baseball is supposed to start in 20 days-ish, a little less than 20 days, 18 days, and uh, basketball in the NHL are not far, far behind. We'll talk about that next to wrap up our number one on the fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Nine forty-nine here on your Sunday morning, Mike Rashad, Joe with you till eleven o'clock, leading into the Seahawks Classic, which is the Sunday night football game against the Patriots, two thousand sixteen. Well, you're saying that because you know they lose because it's the Seahawks Classic. <laughs> Hey, we'll get to your team in the second hour. Yeah. Cam Newton's your new quarterback. <laughs> hey oh. And uh, well, so we'll get to that and uh, see what Rashad thinks. But I did want to bring this up uh, because you brought it up before the show. And, um, you know, you were just like, man, I do not see how it's possible that we have sports this year, how these leagues are going to function and come back. And, I, I mean, I've brought this up a couple of times as well. Uh, I wanted to play this clip for you assuming that it will work because Joe left the room. But um, this is Buster Olney, ESPN MLB analyst, on his confidence in the upcoming baseball season. How confident are you that this season gets finished? Zero percent. Absolutely zero percent based on what I'm hearing. How confident are you that this season gets started with actual games? I would put that at five percent. I think that they're going to at least try in the next couple weeks, but I – especially in the face of these uh, you know, spiking numbers, it wouldn't surprise me if it derails quickly. So 0% the season finishes, okay, I, you know, I understand that, right? That's a, that's, that's a big, big number or a little number, I should say. Um, that's a big statement to make. But when he said, I only have a 5% confidence that the season gets started as planned, Buster, it's supposed to start 
July 23rd. They're releasing the schedules like tomorrow. And you're already, you're just like, yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. But when you look at it and you look at the, the, the players who are pulling out and you're looking at the numbers that are coming out of some of the States that these teams are in. And you're just like, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how this is possible. And baseball is a sport where generally you are more distant than other sports. I mean, basketball, hockey, football, God, you're like body on body constantly. I mean, that's the, that's the way to spread the virus, right? It is. And baseball players have obviously been coming back testing positive as well. Um, since they started testing, all, all the, the leagues have had that. So I don't know if I agree with Buster a hundred percent there because there's too much money. And in these sports have put way too much money into getting the league back. But I do think that we are going to have a massive issue in one of these leagues at some point in the middle of their restart, whether it's in the playoffs for the NBA or NHL, whether it's in the season for the MLB or hell, if, if college football tries to come back, God, that's like, <laughs> that's like the worst thing I think right there is a super large rosters, you know, traveling into a bunch of States that have a lot of COVID things. I mean, I just, I don't know. No, it's, I'm, I have very low confidence more like, than Buster, but low. Like I'm, I'm one of, I want to believe like sports is coming back, but the simple truth is like, some of it has come back. Some of it has come back, and you know they're they're playing soccer and everything. And I'm not Golf, sure how many NASCAR, I'm not sure how many tennis. cases or anything that they've you know found. And I haven't seen a lot of numbers come out of there, so I don't yeah. know if they've been doing great or if it's just not being reported. So, um, it's so hard to, to to say because we we don't know. We still don't know anything about this damn virus, and we don't know how. You know, we we say if they say it's supposed to be six feet. You know, that's the that's the medical term, but is it 10 feet? Like, could it be 10 feet? Are we still too close to each other? Like this thing is still spreading in certain places. And so when you think about that, it's, it's, it's scary because it's, it's an unknowing thing. Like the, the Clippers, excuse me, the Clippers, the Nuggets are a team that's man. Multiple so, players. Testify so man, yeah. securely in the playoffs. Uh, they're, they're probably, they can make some noise. They're probably one of the teams that's picked to at least make a deeper run, you know, for, for the Western conference, or at least, you know, from the Western conference. And, we don't know what's going to happen. We know players have they've, they've shut down the facilities. We know that they're not able to really practice around each other. Like, if how many other teams? It only took one team or a couple players before to get the NBA shut down. So how many other teams? How many other players? Even if they're not playing within the bubble, are going to get sick for them to say, you know what? <sighs> not a good idea. We're going to shut this down because if people are getting still sick from during practice and during just team related workouts and things like that, then this thing can definitely spread as we're out there well, playing. Dame said it this week when he was asked, he goes, do you trust that players will follow all the protocols? He said, no, no. And I mean, I've been saying that since the beginning is these are human beings, right? Human being, and they're Americans, which is even worse in this sense is that Americans do not like authority. No. And humans generally don't like authority, but it's, I feel like it's particularly obvious in our country that if you are told to do something, your instant reaction is to do the opposite thing. It's mm -hmm. just like ingrained in us for some reason. Um, so you're telling me that a large majority of American players in the NBA are going to follow every single thing strictly to a T for up to, what is it, two months mm -hmm. that the playoffs are going to take? Hell no. Absolutely not. And, you know, you go out with one person, you leave the bubble, you go to this place, you're already in Florida, first of all, which is, you know, the worst place in the country for it right now. You know, you two get it. You don't realize it. You're asymptomatic. You spread it to your two entire teams. Those two teams are playing two other teams. So you spread it to those two entire teams and it's still not caught immediately. Or, well, maybe it is because you're getting tested every day. But 
Um, by that point, how, how far has the spread gone? And then maybe two teams are taken out and you can't play, right? You go to college football, you know, let's say, you know, Clemson's had like 25 tests, positive tests, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say that happens when the season starts and Trevor Lawrence and your running back and your two wide receivers all have it. Can Clemson field a, a functioning team? Do they forfeit a game? I mean, what what is the what's the plan there? So I want sports back as much as anybody else. Uh, I've been watching the Premier League religiously since it came back. Any sport that I love, if it's on TV, I will watch it. And I will not, although it's not the baseball season I want, I'm not going to complain about having baseball back if we do get to see our teams play. I'd love to watch the Yankees. But I, I just don't feasibly see a way that this works all the way through. I think the best chance is maybe the NHL because their two hub cities are in Canada, and Canada's doing very well. Uh, they very smartly picked Edmonton and Toronto as their two cities where they're going to host all the teams. Uh, I don't know if it makes a difference that teams from the U.S. are going there now because, well, we have COVID and it's bad. Uh, I don't know if that's going to cause any issues there, but I think out of the the sports that are coming back in some sort of an environment bubble or not, I think the NHL has the best chance to go without too many issues. But even they have a bunch of positive tests coming back, so I don't know. No, what do I know? We none of, and that's the thing, Lynch. None of us know. It's not. It's not just you. Like we, none of us know anything. Like I watched D.L. Hughley get up there, and who's a comedian slash political activist, and you know things like that. You know, radio host, and he got up to do a set at. I never uh, thought he was that funny. DL, at a point, D.L. Hughley was very funny. Was he? I think now he's become more of a uh, kind of snarky political kind of mm. you know comedian, so it's, it's not as funny anymore. Um, however, there are still, still times where he is in, in, incredibly funny. Um, that said, he was doing a, a routine here a couple weeks ago and was just sitting on a bench and or on like a, a stool and kind of started to nod a little bit and end up passing out and fainting on stage in front of everybody. Like we thought he had a stroke or something like that. And it turns out that man, he had COVID and had no idea and didn't, they didn't know anything about it had been safe as safe as possible. As far as celebrities. And, you know, if you think these celebrities aren't, you know, don't have the, the means to be safe and not go anywhere. Like you're crazy, man, a lot of money, they get to stay in their, you know, usually nice homes or condos or apartments or wherever they are. And, and they still want to go out and, and do stuff. And he actually got sick. And then, I guess he's really, you know, feels bad because he ended up, you know, maybe transferring it to his coworkers and, and things like that. But this, I say that to say that man, he had no idea. It was one of those things, symptoms, all those stuff, they didn't happen. One day he's just doing what he does as far as comedy and passes out just because he didn't know that he had contracted uh, COVID. So it's just one of those things. None of us have any real idea of when it can come. There was some people don't have a symptom. Some people don't have anything. And just like, oh, I had no idea. I have this thing. And so when you're talking about groups of people, now you're talking about, man, uh, the 15 players, four coaches, trainers, all these people that make a, a basketball team or football team go, they have to be able to travel as well too. And everybody is at risk. And so, man, when these things hit, what do you do when two or three people hit? You have to shut it down. Like you, you don't have a choice because we don't. Well, they're not going to shut it down for just one or two positive tests. No, I mean what, one or two, but it depends on who those tests come from. If Milwaukee, and again, I'm knocking on wood for everything I say. Let's say Giannis contracts the stuff. You think Milwaukee's not shutting it all down? Absolutely. No, nah, man, we're good. We don't need any more anything else to happen. Something happens to one of these superstars or something. Yeah, man, no, shut down. We're not going to go through that, and we're not going to have that headline be what what dominates everything for the next little bit. NBA still going goes ahead with uh, with 
Antetokounmpo sidelined. Not going to happen. All right, we got to go. Coming up at hour number two, Cam Newton is a New England a winner. Patriot. And I had a feeling Rashad would be quite excited about this. Oh, did you? I had a feeling. Uh, but I'm actually kind of excited about it, too. So we'll get to that. Also, the Redskins may be changing their name and the Indians. And uh, hate it or love it at 1030. That's all coming up next hour. Sports Sunday on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.